Hey yo, what's good? It's your boy Wings and 24 Karat Kev. Hello. You're tapped in with a Take Flight podcast, brother. Today, yes. yo, it's the 420 General, bro. The 420 General. It's Bye. Ganja Schwarzenegger, bro. Bye. Yo, it's chill with the fresh shave. That's Krillin at 420. Uh, I'm, I'm claiming 99, but what was it? What, what was the first one? The Schwarzenegger one? Uh, Ganja Schwarzenegger. That's my alternate rap name now. If anyone wants to question me, find me. Sorry. It's I'm, chilling it in the building, bro. What's Ooh. happening, bro? You beat us to it. Good to be back. I was actually saying to you, um, it's deja vu. I remember the first podcast. Yeah. Just in the garage, we right. winged it. And then now I'm walking into here into this fine six-figure looking office. Come I'm, 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 I'm impressed, man. I'm imp- you and Kev have done really well. <laughs> That's actually one of the first things I wanted to bring up. I forgot to put it in the intro. Our first ever take flight interview guest, chilling it, bro. All right. Yes. First ever. First He's ever. Back. He's, He's back, back for back. more. Yeah. I'm still here. Somehow, somehow, some way. I thought I would have been dead a couple of years ago, but somehow I'm still You've made it, bro. You made it. You've done a whole <laughs> Whole lot of shit. You can't since. kill the boy chill. Come on, bro. Say? So first of all, we just mentioned it, bro. Bold head. Tell us about it. Where to come from? What's going on? Okay, so it, it 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 was like so. Okay, so we've all been there, right? Have you ever had a fucked haircut? I can swear, I can cuss on here, right? Yeah, yeah. Cool, God, bro. You ever had a fucked haircut and just looked at it and gone, I've completely fucked my hair. I've got to restart it, bro. Yeah, you ever done that? Hundred yeah. percent, bro. Come so on. I went through the old army thing and tried to do a slit and everything. <laughs> I ended up looking like I got hit by a lawnmower. Edward Scissorhand had a fight with me. True. So I just decided shave it. Mm. Once I shaved it, I actually kind of grew on the look of it. I was like, this is kind of nice Good feeling. Thing. So I got one of those electric fucking knives and just knifed the thing all the way back. <laughs> so there was literally like if you touched it, it is like shiny as. And hey, bro, when you condition it, I will never go back. Also, bro, you just talked about getting into a fight with Edward, Edward Scissorhands. Bro, the nose. What's the nose, bro? Looks like you just got into a fight right here. <laughs> come on, guys. I, I knew it was going to ask. Come on, bro. I thought I'd save it fresh. I want to shout out my brother Luke, by the way, because he's going to watch this and crack the hell up. So with all his friends. Um, basically, we've been getting into the UFC. As you can imagine, coming to Sydney next week. Shout out Ty. I hope he gets his win. I'm a massive UFC fan. I actually stayed up to watch Korean zombie fight. Um, at 10 p.m. on Saturday night in Singapore. He retired recently. But um, so I was watching that, and my little brother Luke, he's about 15. And um, yeah, as an older brother, you always think you're the toughest. And he goes to me, he goes, I 100% think I could choke you out. I, I, <laughs> I said to him that there is no chance in hell you could choke me out. Now, when I said choke me out, I'm assuming he's going to hold me in the air, or just hold me and choke me. I'm sitting down, the bloke grabs me off the couch, holds me in the air so my legs are off the ground. And my face is going red, <laughs> and he just held me, and he just whispered in my ear, going shh. <laughs> shh. And I shit you not, when I blacked out, he just let me go. And that's where the that's tile first. Though. That's tile first on the on the ground. Damn, yeah, bro. All right, yeah. Look, you didn't break it. No, oh, probably. So thanks for that, Luke, bro. I appreciate that. Shout man. out, Luke. All the best. Yeah, <laughs> hey, thanks that's for that, that bro. Fifteen-year-old rage. He's, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, gone yeah, through yeah, high right. school. He's, yeah, hey, hey, yeah. but big tough guy though. Go do that in the UFC gym and see how it goes. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt it'd go the same way, brother. But nah, he's doing really well, bro. My older brothers are getting they're coming of age, bro. It's kind of it's crazy. I remember they were the kind of kids I was rapping about because I was trying to inspire them, and now they're inspiring me in certain ways. So. Bro, I feel it's like a very I get big to, blessing, man. I feel like I get to watch them grow through you, through yeah. your Instagram over time, I, I, bro. I try, I, try to, I try to do that. And you know what? Some people find it a bit tacky, but I try to be as interpersonal as I can. I find that in this day and age, you know, people want to know who you are. Mm-hmm. You know, people want to know what you're about, what you get up to, what your day-to-day life, because people relate. So to the detriment of my own self sometimes, I try to share as much as I can of my myself and my family within reason. Of, of course. course. That's, that's a big thing. We'll talk about that a bit after anyway, bro. But you look... Two years you've been missing, not missing. That's yeah. the thing. No music, but you have stayed out there, bro. Your face, you've been sharing your life. We've seen you grow in so many different ways. But before we get carried away, we'll talk about that a bit later, <laughs> yeah, bro. Stick to the script, bro. Stick to the script, bro. <laughs> First up, bro, Park Energy just Park dropped. Energy. Yes, just dropped, bro. How does it feel to be backdropping music and how's uh, the reception so far for you guys? The reception's been the best reception just because – so this is the thing, and, and I think a lot of rappers who are watching it will probably go fucking oath, and I think someone like Kev, someone like yourself, he's in the industry, will go, yep, I can relate to that too. You do have your mainstream boppers, you know what I mean? You put your your your, your drums, you know what's going to work, you get your pop catchphrases in there, you don't make it too complicated, you get a big clip, you get the cards, you get the girls, you're guaranteed to do numbers, you know what I Because you've got that attention. I took a lot of pride in the fact that we just went with a black and white camera, we didn't have a hook, we didn't do anything fancy, we didn't get any girls, I got my wife and my son, and I spat bars for three and a half minutes, and I captured everyone's attention for that whole entire time. Mm. Um, the streams are speaking for itself, I think it's 100,000 or something like that. It was trending on YouTube for a bit as well, which was pretty good, and just, for me, it was just more the start 
of what's to come. I just think that there's like a uh, a bit of a gap. And I, I'm, a, I'm a massive Drew fan. And don't get me wrong, I've got plenty of Drew tracks in the bank that are going to absolutely slap. I might give an exclusive away right now. I'm sitting in one with RD. That's the first you're going to oh, Let's hey, go. Let's exclusive. go. Me and, me and RD are sitting on an absolutely banger, and it's Come something on. very, very special. So I am involved in the drill scene. Um, I'm also remixing an Australian classic, which is costing me a mozzarella, but uh, mm. we've got another drill track coming out on that as well. Mm. But I do miss um, I do miss Boom Bap a little bit. Mm. I do miss chucking on that Wu-Tang energy, like coming at you, that Shadow Checks boxing stuff. And with the next mixtape, I want to combine. That's why it's called 420 DNA. Mm-hmm. It, it's meant to be everything that made me who I am, mm. whether it's the Boom Bap, whether it's the acoustic track where I play the own guitar. I'm not going to give away too much, but oh, I do good. my own guitar as well. Um, whether it's the drill. <laughs> Whether it's getting, you know, some singers on there. I just really wanted to show my diversity mm. and show what makes up the 420 DNA. So mm. Park Energy is really just, if you enjoyed that, man, you're in for a fucking rollercoaster. That was a warm-up. That was a walk in the park, to be honest. That took me about 20 minutes to write. Let's go. <laughs> as well as, you know, Park Energy being a heavy track, bro, visuals, obviously, shout out Slippin', bro. Yes. Yes. Come one time. on, Slippin'. Yes. I know there's a whole team behind it. I get it. I don't know everyone's name. I apologize. I'm sure you all killed it. But Slippin' is just a beast, bro. Yeah, can I just say as well, and then this is no credit to the, no discredit to anyone who's part of Slippin's team, but just to give credit to Slippin', she's a very dominant force. Mm. Like, I'm sure she's got a team, mm-hmm. but she, if there was a word, she steers that shit. She used to use that sheep. And I, I, everyone knows me. I've worked with Connor last – shout out to the last edition, by the way, who I think is a pioneer in, 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 in film clips, you know what I mean, whether it was one takes, whether it was, you know, little effects in clips. But I think that slipping is just the future at the moment, you know what I mean? And just the little details, man. Like I didn't really need to give her much instructions. I just said to her, listen – I want some filthy mob deep motherfucking shit in your face. And she goes, give me 20, <laughs> she goes, give me 24 hours. And she slapped me back that. And I went, thank you very much, Slippin'. So um, it was really, really fun. I was very blessed as well to have Cahooks come through as a special mm-hmm. guest, to have A-Girl as a special guest. Um, I'm pretty sure you can do the math right there. And I'm pretty sure you're going to hear a Cahooks and chilling that slapper by the end of the year. Let's so, um, go, bro. Just, um, yeah, I'm just basically trying to network as much as I can. I've always been that guy. Um, I want, I'd be curious to look it up how many features I have. I've always tried to feature with as many people as I can because I love to see the scene grow. And I and as much as everyone deserves the limelight, I do have quite a large Instagram following. So if I can put someone like a hook who I think is so talented onto one of my songs and look at what happened with Lissy after seeing for he is now like a household name. So mm-hmm. the more I can do that for artists, the more that I enjoy doing it. And it also benefits me because I'm staying up to date with the current artists. So Amen yeah, to that, looking forward looking forward to doing some more stuff with some more people too. Let's when go. am I gonna get Kevin on a song? Yeah, fuck. Earth, bro. China Chan champs. I still return. remember back Beatrice in the day. Chiller. I still remember the <laughs> shoes. Like, it was like 2000s back in the day, but I still remember, bro. People the Paddy's Market classic, bro. Yeah. You, were the hey. you were the OG, but yeah. I remember. A lot mate. of the younger fans don't know about that. They don't even know. They'll go, what's he talking about? Yeah. Everyone look up. Car- is it even on YouTube still? Facebook, no. bro. Facebook. So Where ex- would you find it? It was on my ex missus YouTube channel. When we broke up, she took it off. But oh, oh, poor fool. It's on Facebook. Oh, it's on Facebook. Cool. Someone get me the upload. Anyone who's got it, if you can get me the upload, I'll happily put it on Instagram and tag Kev. I'm happy to do this. No worries. Hey, you heard it here first. Chill said it. Chill said it, not me. Shout out to Kevy. All right, so Park Energy, you're probably one of the only rappers in the world who could name drop Tupac in the title. Then you name drop Lil Wayne, John Wick, and Ricky Ponting. <laughs> yeah, and Michael Bevan, and Michael Clark. Um, and a lot more. And, and, and a whole bunch more, yeah. And a lot more. And obviously, you know, hip-hop, you said you wanted to be on that Mob Deep vibe, mm. you know, that classic boom-bap sound. But obviously, you're an artist who, in the past, you've always taken a lot of effort to weave in those Australian references, mm. sporting references. So when did that become part of your craft to really, you know, put Australian culture really so intrinsically into your music? That's a really good question. And it's only something that I've realized in the past few years. Like, as an artist, you grow and you kind of realize, oh, so when you first make a song, you just do it. And then after a time, you go, oh, this is what's working for me. Mm. Um, when I made One Breath, One Take, the first thing that I noticed was how many people caught on to the Aussie things. How many people loved that shrimp on the Barbie line? Mm-hmm. How many people loved that Nautica jacket line? How many people loved hearing, fuck my ex, I can't stand her, because everyone's got a fucking ex that they hate. So, you know, <laughs> everyone, every, everyone can relate. Kev was like, oh, don't say that. <laughs> but everyone, can, everyone can relate to things like that. And it just made me realise that, like, what if you were to combine... Like, I grew up on Big L. Big L's my favorite rapper. So what if I combined my favorite sounds, but instead of biting American and UK slang, just do what we do? You know what I mean? Like, 
I just like to get out on the weekend and have a little punt like ponting. Is that, is that a crime? You know what I mean? <laughs> Amen, bro. 7-Eleven Michael Bevan just fucking Come on, you know, bro. going hard with Michael Clark. It's what I like to do. What can I say? Let's go. Yeah, it is what it is. But, but I do think as well a lot of the fans appreciate the fact that we're able to cross-reference some of the Aussie artists and as well, like you said, also going into the American artists too, leaving no stone unturned, mm. you know? Like Lil Wayne's a staple in rap, you know what I mean? Amelia is probably one of the, if not, most influential songs in the whole entire rap genre. So, you know, it's just more about I've always been the kind of person when I rap that I like to pay homage mm -hmm. because as a listener, that's what catches me. When I hear a name, I go, yep, I fuck with that because I know that person. So mm. that's where that's where I get my inspiration from, from that. Bro, as well, you know, on the track, very bar heavy, bro. A lot of metaphors in it. No hook. Yeah, no hook. No, no I mean, hook, bro. The managers were very, I won't lie, the managers in the label were they're a bit like, did you want to put a hook on that? And I was like, <laughs> I actually got the hook and then pulled them off and said, like, I'll do it my way. And uh, it actually worked out really well. <laughs> Sorry to all the label and manager people that are watching. I love you all. <laughs> but uh, Apologies yeah, to me. Yeah, apologies. But uh, I just think that at the end of the day, sometimes as an artist, you got to make tough calls. And we could have done a hook. We could have done something super special and mm. probably gone for the more mainstream route. But I don't think I have anything to prove. I think I've done, like, I've ha over, I was about to say half a million streams, but we're talking 500 million. We're talking half a billion oh, we'll streams. Get there. Don't you worry, we're talking bro. 11, 12 plaques. We're talking platinums. We're talking Tri Nation tours. We're talking three to 4,000 venues at, at the most, playing with sticky fingers, uh, festivals, you can name it. I've done it. Come on. I don't think I have anything to prove. Mm. I think the only thing I have to prove right now is that I can fucking rap, and that's what I'm here to do. I'm not here to impress anybody anymore. I'm here to spit fucking bars and. That's about it. That's it, bro. <laughs> but it looks like in Australia, people are trying to go that more bar-heavy route at the moment, right? Yeah. There's a lot of bars, right? Yeah. Do you think that that's what Australia needs, what rappers in Australia need? Not only be able to spit bars in the studio, right? But we're talking live, as we know, you kill a live show. Yep. We're talking free stars, you know, yep. Sky Sessions is here. That live feel, do you think that's something that Australian rappers need to concentrate right now? Yeah, well, I just think that people just need to be more diverse. Mm -hmm. I, I Like me personally, I, I, I would like to say I'm not boxed into one thing. Like I can drop stand for and, mm -hmm. it, and in the eyes of the public, everyone's like, what a hard drill song. But then I can go drop something like Henny and Reefer. Again, someone goes, what a drill song. But then I can go drop Laying Low or Dear Mama, which was, I remember when we had the interview years ago, that was one of your favorite tracks. Yeah. And it was just an acoustic. And I just think that Australia would really benefit. Like we're, we're a multicultural mixing pot. Mm -hmm. I don't think we should box ourselves with one sound. I would like to see multiple, like I would love to see some artists that are really, really heavy, tough artists, really break it down and give me something emotional because I think I'd really collect with it. But everyone's doing their own thing, you know what I mean? As long as people are making their money and people are enjoying what they're doing and they're making an impact in the community, who gives a fuck, really? You know what I mean? And shout out Dreaming of This Day while we're talking about different songs, bro. Yes. Absolute record and a half. Thank you very bro. much, man. Absolute yeah. record and You know what's funny? That's the one song that my wife likes. Hey, big she, hit. She only likes one? Come I on, don't. Tash. Uh, well, she, she wasn't really the biggest fan of uh, 10 Bad Bees in the Cut, Fucked Up with Henny and Reefer. I don't think she was a big fan of that one. <laughs> Fair I think, reasons. I think she was this close to saying, take it down, motherfucker. But uh, <laughs> yeah, she loves Dreaming of This Day. And I actually have some songs that I've written about my wife and my son, which I'm very, very, very excited to release. I think that I've grown, you know what I mean? Like anybody who does this for this long and doesn't grow, you're basically an idiot. Like, you know, mm -hmm. if you're doing something for 10 years and you don't grow as a person, you're probably making some mistakes. Amen. Bro. And, you know, it's I'm, I might not have grown in the sense of like I'm the most famous person in the world now, but I've grown as a man and I've grown as a person and I'm very proud of who I am. I'm a proud father. I'm a proud mm -hmm. son. Um, I'm a proud husband and I'm proud to be sitting with people like you just involved in the scene and watching the up and comers come up. And that was something that for a while I struggled to find. So just the happiness that I've got and just enjoying my music is really, really what I'm here for at the moment. So that's hectic to you, man. You can't lose when you, you can't lose when you feel like that. No, no matter what happens, you know, you can't lose. Amen, brother. So Park Energy is out now. Go stream it. Go look it up on YouTube, Spotify, all that. But you got a project coming out this October 420 DNA, the mixtape. Yes. You gave oh. us a little exclusive before, but we're just wondering... Any more exclusives you can give us about the uh, about the mixtape that the fans out there might want to yeah, hear? Yeah, I, I, I can give a couple because for me, so like this mixtape isn't meant to be. So just to give a rough idea, 2024, I'm working on probably my biggest project ever and I'm talking features that are like, you know, like that are going to blow people's brains and level, producers and everything like that. So can for you tell me, us one? 
no chance. No <laughs> chance. No chance in that. You're going to have to wait for next year. But the mixtape for me is just for the fans mm -hmm. to give you guys something to do. Mm -hmm. So it's something to listen to. So just an example. Um, I won't give away too much, but I'm very excited with the track with RD. Mm -hmm. Um it's a very bar-heavy track. Uh, we go backwards and forwards referring to the Aussie slang, UK slang. Mm. Uh, we go back-to-back. -back, so it, it's, it's such a vibe just to hear Aussie and UK accents going da -da 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 100 miles a minute. And then as a person, he's a top bloke. Mm. Definitely, We definitely both like to get litty for really, if you know what I'm saying. So uh, <laughs> he, I'm definitely a fan of him. Um, big exclusive because it only got made a couple days ago and I'm going to actually make a big call here. Come on. Me and Nerve probably have the hardest boom bap song in the country right now. Yeah. And we're just sitting on it. Yeah. I'll give you an exclusive, bro. I've heard it. Oh, oh come on, Kevin. <laughs> come on, Kevin. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's right. gonna, we got a question about that after, but that, continue. That part when it goes, when we go, because we, we, share, we shared a line. So I was like, mm. well, we want to go line for line for line. Mm. That I'm not, that Mourinho bar is probably the hardest bar in the country and you usually hear it when it drops, but shout out to Nerve. Um, Can someone airdrop me the song, guys? What am I missing out <laughs> on? Yeah, I'll play it for your fair. I'll play it for your fair. It's, it's actually a really good banger and I want to just shout out Nerve as well. It, it's been a pleasure. I'm living in Queensland now. Mm -hmm. So um, I go see Nerve every couple of days um, just to either train or to go get some some music done. And I think that he, me and him are bringing the best out of each other. So it's nice to interact with some good friends again and just start making some good music again. And yeah, I think the results are going to speak for itself. So fingers crossed. Let's I'm go. just going to say, if you like chilling it and nerve where you've been, if you like chilling it and wombat underrated, if you like chilling it and shadow school high, you're going to like this one. I feel like you just nailed that to the absolute <laughs> fucking tee. Come on, Kevin. Me and Nerve discussed it and we said we were like, people that love Where You Been, people that love Underrated are going to sit at home doing this, listening to this song. <laughs> and then you just hit the hammer on the head. If you're looking for a filthy bar after bar after bar, and then when you think it's done, you get punched in the left eye with a bar, listen to the Nerve and Chill song when it comes out. But... In regards to the mixtape, um, it's about, I'm not too sure of the track listing. It's, a, it's about the 10 to 12 songs. Um, there's a, there, there's a um, sample on there that is the kind of sample you'd probably be like, there's no fucking chance you can clear that. But uh, luckily we were able to do that with a little bit of mozzarella. We were able to get that Hectic. done. Very, very excited to be able to release that and be able to put that out to the world because I think it's going to really just, That's it's really going to put Australia on the map for being... Australian sounding. Mm -hmm. I don't want to say anything about what it is yet. I think some fans have seen me tease things and have kind of got a grasp of it. But this sound is the epitome of the Australian sound and we've turned it into a slapping drill track mm -hmm. and I really think it's going to I really think it's going to blow. I'm really really I've got Jane Collective shout out to Jane he's on the production so we're going all out with it, you know. So we're making there's no stone unturned. So um one of those stay yeah, tuned stay I'm tuned. I'm really excited. And, and then you've got the boom bap tracks in between. You've got everything else in between. I think there's no stone unturned on the tape and um I'm very proud of it. So I guess I'll let it speak for itself. Maybe you'll listen to it and go this sucks. So <laughs> <laughs> we'll see how we hopefully you don't. Highly hopefully doubt hopefully it. Highly like it. doubt it. <laughs> but you've obviously mentioned on Instagram as well having tracks and you just mentioned it earlier with Cahooks yes uh, tracks with Bayface Mao yes are these on oh, the mixtape the are these on the mixtape I, I could just start doing this right now just mm. at the moment it's called Reservoir Dogs and we're basically recreating the movie Reservoir Dogs on, so bro. just picture me and Mal walking looking like some fly motherfuckers in a suit so Mal's known for his uh a very unique delivery. It's something Facts. very unique, very talented artist. Mm -hmm. I got him on a, a jazzy boom bap tip. Ooh, yeah. And I've never heard a man ride a beat so smooth. I can imagine. It, it, that, it, it blew me away. Like I was like, yeah, cool. It'd be nice to get him on this. And I actually was like, I need to change my verse. This cunt's that good. Like, oh. <laughs> but yeah, so shout out to Mal. Like, shout yeah. out to Mal, Mal bro. Mal, Absolute beast. Mal had me back on my phone changing my verse. That's how good it was. And uh, I am so excited to be able to put that out um, mm. and just be able to link with Mal. And then I have the pleasure of Mal's coming on tour with me. Let's go. So it's basically going to be me and babyface Mal running a muck around Australia. So there could be a lot of trouble. <laughs> Police, give us a break. It's only a few days. So just leave us alone for a few days. But uh, yeah, me and Mal are going to cause a storm around Australia. Get your tickets at chillinger.net. Yeah. Amen to that, bro. Also, he's a, a tour. He's Miko Mal now. Oh, Miko in, Mal. In, in case oh anyone's looking for him on Spotify and True. stuff. Change the M-I-K-O Mal. M-I-K-O? M-I-K-O Mal. Miko Mal. My apologies, Mal. As you mentioned, going on tour with the man himself. Yes. It's been a while since you've gone on your own full tour. Yeah. 
what do we got to look forward to this time around, bro? Well, like, like I said, I saved the big run. So we're going to do the Tri-Nations and do New Zealand and do England and do the big run next year again. This for me was just more about touching base with like some of the places that have shown me love. Mm-hmm. So it wasn't about like, it, this was for me. It wasn't about going around to Australia. It was about, so for me, sorry for burping there, Sydney has always showed me love. I think Melbourne is probably the capital. Like people like Posse Shot, people like Alex Jones have basically established that Melbourne is the home of like rap. Mm-hmm. Um, and then as well, I'm playing a couple of festivals with this, that. So I'm doing a small little run um, from Sydney to Newcastle to Melbourne, then back up to Brisbane. Um, luckily enough, to be surprised, we only went on sale yesterday and we've nearly sold out just on pre-sales. So Let's go, bro. I think we might have to launch a second Metro. Uh so we might be doing two metros in Sydney. So if that is the case, stay tuned for that. But I'm pretty blessed and pretty lucky, you know, to have two years off and do a double, even one metro I'd be happy with, to, to potentially pull off a double. Um, it's just a credit to my fans. Like, I say it all the time, like, yeah, I, I can rhyme words on a fucking beat good, but without my fans and without the 420 fam, I'm just a bloke around Fendi sitting in a room. So, so <laughs> shout out to the 420 fam. There is no me without you. Okay. And there is no me without my wife and son. I just want to establish that. They've actually made me a better person. So Hey, we need to get Tasha on the podcast lucky. soon, bro. I'm hey, Tasha and Leo. Tasha and Leo on the pod, bro. Come right. on. Tasha, here's your call out right now. Tasha and Leo, if you want to be on the podcast, <laughs> this was it. hit me up. So I remember uh, last time I saw you on tour, Huge show in Melbourne. You did two uh, on St. Kilda. It was the outdoor, outdoor, it was almost like a fucking festival, but yep. it was the only headline show. One of the biggest Oz rap shows I've ever seen. But I remember there was a moment on the second show, um, I pulled through with Nerf. Uh, there was something going on in the audience. There was like a little kid in there yes. who was, someone was trying to fight him or, viral, or some crazy. sort of aggression going on. And, and you made a big point of, you know, stopping the whole show. You brought the kid on stage. Uh, you got the guy ejected. He still messages me, that kid, by the way. He's a lovely kid. Yeah, so this little kid just gets pulled up on stage in front of like 4,000 people or whatever. He's with Chill, and then he gets put on side of stage with just all of us and all these girls and stuff, and then people are handing him all these merch packs and stuff, and I remember after the show- Made his night, made his Yeah, night. yeah. I remember at the show, like, um, you, you know, after the show, you really took effort to, you know, take photos with him, make sure he was sweet and all that, and the guy who I was with, Mike, shout out to Mike, he actually said, you know what, this is, this is why Chill- is as popular as he is because that kid is going to go to school tomorrow and he's going to tell every single one of his friends about that whole experience. Thanks, so, man. I appreciate that. As you get bigger, you know, as an artist, as, you know, the shows, as everything gets bigger, how important is it to kind of maintain that kind of, you know, really intense, intimate uh, relationship with your fans? I've got to give props to Kev. Kev has absolutely leveled his questions up. You are on, this is, I, feel, I feel like I'm <laughs> on a current affair Let's right go, now. Let's go, Kev. I've got Ray Martin right here hitting me yeah. with the hard hitting questions. But um, no, it is a great question. And I, I honestly think 70% of rappers aren't as famous as they are because they like that. And and I think there's some people at home who were like, damn, that's me. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, you know, like I see so many rappers and I hear their bars and I go, that is a really good song. But then after that, I don't see their stories. I don't know them as a person. I wouldn't know what they look like. I wouldn't even know if they I wouldn't even know what their name is. I just know that I heard the song and I enjoyed the catchy hook. And like what you said, the thing that makes me so maybe marketable is that I put myself out there. Mm-hmm. I, I'm not afraid to be judged, whether that's a good side or a bad side. And in the situation with that kid, um, I watched it for about, my brother can vouch for this. So if anyone wants to ask any questions, Brock, I'll give you a, a short, long story short of it. Um, am I allowed to stand up? Am I allowed to stand yeah. up? Am I going to be off the camera if I stand up? Uh, no, stand uh, up. Uh, yeah. I've got to tell us. <laughs> yeah. so can you see him standing up, Can you guy? see me standing up here? <laughs> can you see me? Yeah, yeah. cool. <laughs> so basically, they were doing a mosh. Just stay in this side. They were doing it. a mosh. Now, the bloke was about this big. Mm-hmm. He had no shirt on. He was having the time of his life. He was screaming the lyrics at me, right? And there was a bloke there. And I know what it's like to mosh. I've been in a mosh pit off my head. Mm-hmm. The bloke had one of those standard, like, wing chest tattoos, bro, across like that, bro. Like, only God can judge me on his neck or something. I don't know. One of those guys. Anyway, he's shoving the shit out of this kid. Mm-hmm. Now, I watched for a couple of minutes and I just went like, it's, but mind you, when you're performing, it is one of the hardest things to do to perform and see that and, and not let it show t- to the rest of the crowd. You know what I mean? And I just got, he actually hit the deck and I just got to a point where I stopped the show. And I just kicked him the fuck out. I did feel bad because on the way out, people were booting him on the way out, the guy that got thrown out. Yeah. And, and I actually did say, can you not do that? But 
I just wanted to make a stand that, like, if you're going to... And I'm saying this to anybody hey, who's... Hey, hey, yeah, just oh. the mic. Yeah, get back on the mic. Get back on the mic. Back on my mic now. Yeah. Got too excited. I want to apply this just to anybody that does come to my shows as well because I am quite passionate about it, and that's why I got a bit worked up because it was something that did bother me. If you... I don't give a fuck if you're the kind of guy that spent thousands of dollars on my merch. I don't give a fuck if you were the guy that listened to Tribal Shiz 10 years ago. If you want to come to my show and start a fight, do me a favour don't fucking come. Mm. Please don't. Go use your money and go buy something else because I don't want you at my show. And if that offends you, please don't come. Simple as that. Good vibes, good energy only. Big message. That's it. Big message. Not even a big message, just hard, cold truth, bro. If you want to come to a show to start a fight, come to a boxing ring and start a fight. 90% of you get dropped. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. Let's go, bro. So obviously that show was... Like I said, one of the biggest Ozrap shows I've ever Thank seen. Thank you. Yeah, I felt I felt that too. Did you see the 420 Batmobile sign? Oh, yeah, I saw pictures of it. I felt like Batman. Yeah, I felt on, like man. Batman in there. Crazy. I was like, that was crazy. Yeah. Funny story as well. We had to play that show twice. Yeah. It, it was meant to be full capacity, but because of, yeah. um, we had to play it twice. Yeah. Worst one was the Enmore Theater. I had to play four Enmore theaters in <laughs> oh, 48 God, hours. Bro. <laughs> My throat was not very happy with me after that. Yeah. Not at all. Nice well, back to back to full capacity shows. Mm. Catch Chillin' on tour this October, November. Let's go. Get your tickets so they aren't sold out by the time this comes out. But so Yeah, that could show, be, but there could be a second one, so stay tuned. Stay tuned for one. that. So that show was in 2022. Obviously, three, four thousand people, however many people it was. If it seems crazy that it was 2018 when I met ya, you're playing to 200 people at the Captain Cook Hotel yeah. in, in Darlinghurst up the road in uh in Sydney. And four and, years, and, and four Wombat year, was on there, Shadow was on later, there. And, there's four, four and four years is nothing when, when when you think about it, thinking, yeah. considering you know all the all the growth that's happened in between. So how's it feel looking back on those on those initial shows, you know, when it was very DIY? We were booking shit on the fly, not knowing what was happening. I remember I remember booking the Captain Cook Hotel and rocking up to the venue the night of the venue and going, Why is there a pole in the middle of the crowd? And he's like, Oh yeah, it's just how it goes. And I'm like, Oh, Oh, okay, and then there were people. There were people climbing the pole. I'm pretty sure there was. I'm pretty sure there were 17 people on stage doing a cipher at one stage. It was probably the most cooked event, but that made it what it was. 100. Every single person went home that night and went. Did you see the fucking ruckus that just happened to Captain Cook? I have never seen anything like it. Mm. So, in to answer your question, in the five years time, um, I think Beyonce says it in an interview. The moment you stop and look back at your your what you've done, that's the moment you've decided you're done, if that makes sense. So don't get me wrong, I'm over the moon proud of what I've done, but the moment I sit here and smell the roses is the moment that I start to wind down. I, I've got so much more to do. I don't have time to think about that. That 4,000 show was great. I'll let you know when I do eight. <laughs> Yeah. When I've got an 8,000 man show and I've got some American rapper underneath me on the headline, I'll let you know, all right? <laughs> all right? 100%. Polo G, if you want a headline for me, I'm available, all right? <laughs> I love Polo G. Bro, mate. same. Absolute beef. He'd probably tell me to get fucked if I asked him that to be fair. He'd be like, cop the BMW. I've got a BMW too, you know. It's only an X3, but, you know. Well, to be fair, you probably sell more tickets than him in Australia, so. Polo G. Let's go, bro. If I, if I went to America, though, I reckon I'd be lucky to sell 10. Yeah. Hey, you know. I might know. just busk on the side of the road. There's a bit of money in busking in America. That's all right. That's all right. So with that first run of those Get Bodied shows, like I said, it was very DIY. It, yeah. Everything was organized so much on the fly. So I had no knowledge. I had no idea what I was No doing. knowledge. Yeah. So what do you think are some of the great lessons or, or memories that you just took from that run oh. and that you've applied to today? I could uh, I could go forever, but I won't. It's just that I think, I think the biggest lesson I learned is you can't, when you're being a boss, I'm not being a boss. I wouldn't say, I, I hate saying that because I'm not a boss. I'm not anyone fancy. I'm just a normal person that had a really great run, dedicated his life to something and it paid off. But I think that anybody who's pursuing something with such passion and drive, you're going to piss people off. You're going to upset somebody. Even if you don't mean to, even if your intentions are the most purest gold, you're going to upset people. So the best advice that I learned is if you're in this, if you're in the game of life to never upset anybody, don't try and chase your dreams, man. Because if you want to chase dreams, you're going to have to hurt some people. It's going to be, and you're going to hurt yourself on the way. There's been many a times where, don't get me wrong, you're sitting here looking at my stack of Cartiers and my Rolex and my <laughs> bling going, wow, what a life. Do you know the amount of times I've sat at home crying at night convincing myself to get back up on that stage and I've got one more show to do? Mm. You ain't never going to say that, you know what I mean? So the best advice that I would give and what I learned is that it's a sacrifice. It might be fun to Instagram, it might be fun to the people, but if you really, 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 really want this life, 
it, 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 it's not as fun as it looks like on Instagram. So just be prepared to make that sacrifice. Mm-hmm. That was the biggest lesson I learned is that it takes a mental and physical toll on your friendships, um, on your relationships. There's a, there, there's a reason why they say it's a lonely road to the top because it really is. You, you don't get to the top in doing what you do with, with a 20-man crew. Mm. And the ones that do end up getting popped in America, so that's why everyone rides solo, you know oh, what God. I mean? So oh, we just try, I tried to stay with a small group that I love and cherish and and yeah, that's how I'm kind of running it at the moment. Yeah, I saw a podcast with 50 Cent the other day and he said it's funny, like the more famous and popular you get, it's like the smaller your circle becomes, yeah. it's like inevitably. And I also think that what you said as well, like it's almost like you can't have the love without the hate. Yeah, just, they're, they're so well, codependent. You, know well, I mean? well, you, you, you got to think of it in a, in a spectrum. Like I'm, I'm a real, even though I'm a bit of a stoned pelican, <laughs> I, I'm, I'm, I'm quite a good thinker. So if you look at it from a spectrum like this, no one can see my hands. If you look at it like this, if the love goes this far this way, mm-hmm. you're delusional to think the hate's not going to go that far that way too. I can 100% it, agree to that it, one, It's called it. equilibrium. Mm-hmm. You can't go this way without going that way. So for the same person who goes, I will buy every one of your albums, I will never miss a show, there's someone else who's like, I will burn every one of your albums and I will comment <laughs> on every one of your photos saying, fuck you. And if you can't deal with that, then... Don't rap. Bro, uh, bro, that that goes across everything. Not yeah, even just that, rap. That's and, and, and I'm sure you guys get it too. I'm sure I'm sure podcast I'm sure you guys. Why did you ask that question? What a dumb question. And you're like, bro, it's just a fucking podcast. Come bro, on. Bro, yeah, the amount Run is your crazy. own one if you've got a better idea. Fuck hey, you, you heard it here first. Run your own podcast. That's start, right. start your own platform. If oh, you hate what we're doing you can here. never Come do on. it like take fly, but try your best. Mm. Come all on. Need, all you need is the internet and a phone. You got no excuses. Start just get it done. Get it done, and this is all you can do. Have a fun time, bro. Have a fun time. That's it. All right, hear me. I've seen you talk about this one a bit later. But after your initial breakout, your career skyrocketed. Let's be serious, bro. You talked about it earlier. 420 million streams at some point last year. You hit, yeah, or that so could have been this year. I've, I've hit the 500. I've hit the half a billion now. There's a lot of zeros. Woman, yeah, there's a lot of zeros. Woman, lot of weed, zeros. and wordplay. 155 weeks on the charts. Did you mention? 158 counting, and over 160 million streams just on my debut. Bro, yeah. how does it feel to st- look st- back st- and not even look st- back? Still number three in the charts today. So it's not even looking back because this is current. How does it feel to see these numbers happening, bro? Um, look, look, I do look at it and it is a nice feeling to mm. be able to say one of the nicest feelings is being able to show my brothers and, and, and having them be proud of me and, and, mm. and getting them to – growing up, I, I probably wasn't the best kid. Probably wasn't didn't really have much ambition. So to be able to do that and show them that I've done something is is a pretty nice feeling. Mm. However, back to what I was saying before, the moment you start looking at your numbers and going on, like to be fair, I'm gonna I'm gonna not rip myself, but I'm gonna be strictly and fairly humble. That's my debut. Mm. I want my next album to be in that top ten. I don't want to see my debut sitting there for the next five years while all my other albums sit in the bottom top twenty. I want to I want to beat that. And I think that's the attitude that makes great people, you know. Like most people go, oh, I'm number two. What a success. Let's sit with that. Nah, I want number one. Then after that, I want Billboard. Then after that, I want to go around the country. Then after that, I want to start a business. Then after that, I want to – the sky's the limit, bro. The moment you stop trying is you're dead. So until I'm six feet under, I'll be pushing for a dollar. Let's go, bro. And I know you mentioned a few of them already today, but what would you say are a few of the key factors that have contributed to the success, bro? I know you've mentioned a few, but is there anything else that you think is one of the biggest? Uh, the, 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 the biggest, like to sum it all up, is just my mum. Mm. My mum. I – and it's a bit of an emotional thing to say, but I'm not going to be one of those fucking oh, crying people. But like um, my mum like really, 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 really stuck it out with me. Like I, I look, I'm a father now and I've got a wife and, you know, and I, and I sit there having a kid and I think about some of the things I did. And I think a lot of people that have kids can relate to that, mm. having a kid and looking back and going, wow, I can't believe I acted like that to my parents or I can't believe I thought I knew all of this and that. And just knowing that my mum went through – having to sound like a, having to raise me, having to deal with me <laughs> growing up. The fact that I was able to buy her a car, the fact, I, I, like, I can't explain to you the feeling of sitting in the car I bought her and we're both singing Susan's son. Mm. Like, you can't, you, you, could, you could kill me right now and I'd die a happy man. You could not put a price on that, man. So 
if there was one thing that I think is the biggest motivation, it's just my mum. I, I strive to be the best person because I want my mum to be proud of me. That's, that's, that, that's really – there's plenty of other factors. I could sit here for hours, but that, that, that's the big reason why. Shout out Susan. Su- yeah, Shout out Susan. Come on the podcast she is a queen. <laughs> You know what? She would actually she – would, she would probably come along Brother, because – Kevin has an idea for you. We'll talk about that oh, we'll later. We'll talk about that later. That sounded like a scary idea. Kevin's no, like, no. i got an idea for you. I'll talk to you <laughs> later. I was like, oh, he, 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 what are you talking about, mate? Kevin has had a good idea for all. We'll get that one out. Got to love Kevy. Got to love Kev. All right. On the opposite side, bro, again, you mentioned a few of these. What are some of the biggest things you've had to sacrifice to get where you are, bro? Oh, man, just where do you start? Mental health. <laughs> That's the biggest one you sacrifice. Um, a lot of friendships. Mm-hmm. So obviously growing up, I was a tradie. Mm-hmm. Uh, I was a gym guy. So as you know, your friendship groups are pretty much based around how you live. Um, when I first started doing music, I was on everyone's level in a way. And I say that very calmly because everyone's very talented. I, I do not want to put myself in a category above anybody. I know that people do, but I don't like to do that. Mm-hmm. But there was a time when we were all together. And I think Kev, Get Bodied was when we were all one person and there was no one person's here, one person's there. And if there's one thing that I think happened is as my success grew, I felt a little bit alienated. Like it kind of was like I kind of wore the burden, like as if it was my fault or it was – just like, you know, and I do understand. It's a competitive thing. If it wasn't me, I probably would have been the guy home going, fuck that guy as well. You know what I mean? It's just the way it is. But it does it does get a little bit lonelier as you get into the top. You know what I mean? And you do have to sacrifice. You've got to make a call. Do you want to please everybody or do you want to be the best at what you do? Mm-hmm. Um, Floyd Mayweather is the richest boxer ever. How many people like Floyd Mayweather? Jake, Jake Paul owns five houses. How many people like Jake Paul? How many people trash Champagne Puppy? <laughs> The guy owns more houses than I own watches. Like, you know what I mean? Like, like you said, you don't get the love without the hate. So you just got to learn to embrace it. And I think I've gotten better at that being a bit more thick skinned and mm-hmm. learning that. And a lot of the people that I've had problems with, um, years later, we now are friends again, you know, sometimes just a bit of time, a bit of maturity helps a long way, mm-hmm. especially in the music industry too. hundred percent. I th- And I think that a lot of artists when they're coming up, they're not really prepared for that element. Mm-hmm. of the music industry you know what i mean they think oh yeah it's sweet like i'm i'm a mad i'm a mad musician i've got good producers i've got good, good management but a lot of people just can't hack you know their friends turning on them or reading yeah. 10, 10 negative comments about them yeah. on Facebook. Oh, I read yeah. I read them all the time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I had someone tell me I look like a junkie unicorn this morning on live and I was like that is probably the most offensive comment I've ever. Had. I laughed it off but I was just like a junkie unicorn. Might put that in a bar. It was that good. I was like, it's a fucking pretty good line. Internet but. has no chill, bro. Yeah, yeah but no that's, chill, bro. that's what I mean. And what, and what Kev said is a really good bit of advice that Kev just given to any artist out there is like, it's called a music business for a reason. Mm-hmm. If you're looking to just make a few songs that you can show your friends because they're cool, by all means, go do that. If you're looking to make it in the music, you're gonna have to put an extra layer of skin on because, like, it, it is a rough, it, it is a rough environment. There is, there is no. I might be popular right now. I could tomorrow wake up and I'll be cancelled. You know what I mean? That's the cutthroat industry of this business. So, you got to have a set of balls and you got to have some confidence to do this, man. It's not easy. I've been here for a long time, and to give myself that credit, it, it takes a lot of work to do that. So, any kids out there? You might have some talent. You might have an amazing producer. But like Kevin said, get your business sorted. Mm. Get a good team around you. Mm. Have a have a six-month plan and then watch the amount of success you'll get from that. And that, that would be my advice as well. Courtesy of Kev. Perfectly hey, free put. game. From Perfectly put, bro. Free game. Hey, before your most recent single, bro, as we mentioned, you took a bit of a break away from making the music anyway. Yeah. What did you do with yourself in that time away, bro? Look, obviously, we've seen you pop up on the internet. But what were you doing with yourself? What... what Pushed you into taking those like oh, Ch- man, changing diapers and sanitizing bottles. That was it. That, that <laughs> yeah, was the reasoning. Yeah. Nah, nah. I look. Look. I. 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 I done it. And I'd, I'd made the money. Mm-hmm. I'm not going to go on about the money I make, but like I've ma- I'd made the money. Mm-hmm. Um. I was satisfied. Um. I, I. I'd purchased some things I wanted to buy. Like I had. I had a couple cars. I, I'd done some things. Um. And then once my partner was pregnant. I just decided that, like, I'm missing out on some of the best years of my life. Like, don't get me wrong. Everyone loves to be famous. Everybody wants to be the spotlight, but you only get 120s. Mm-hmm. And I feel like that I spent a lot of my 20s pursuing this dream and I kind of let go on some of the little things that you enjoy when you're 20, like falling in love. And I'm in love with my wife now, but I just wish I did it five years ago because she's the greatest thing that ever happened to me. Who knows where my life would be if I'd met her so long ago. Leo, my son, has changed my life. I I can't explain what it's like. And any dad out there who's watching will probably go, yeah, I know what he's talking about. But 
it, it, it just changes you. Like, I remember music, it, it, a bar was so important to me. I would sit there for hours going, this bar needs to be perfect. This 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 clip needs to be perfect. And if anything, I'm now writing better music because I've just got so much, I'm just, I've got a beautiful son. What can bother me? You know, what can upset me? I, I, bro, that's one thing I'd love to see happen with you, bro. The growth in that side of the world, man, because like, that doesn't always happen. People yeah, have doesn't. kids every day. Some people don't see their kids. Some people do have kids and still continue with their lives. You literally took at a big point of your career you're at some time off just to kick back with the family. Right? I was in a- And uh, I love uh, it, bro. Yeah, and, and then I, I, I've never gone into detail on it and I don't think I ever will just because I don't want kids to feel encouraged by it. But I was mm. in a pretty dark place for a while. Mm. There was a period- and um, a time before I met my wife where it got it got pretty bad. Mm. A couple of rappers know. A couple of rappers understand how bad it got. But um, it took me a long time to get out of that hole. Mm. And I think that having a wife and, and having my family around me and having my mother and all these people um, really supported me to get out of that hole. So just like anybody who's watching this, this is just for you guys. If you're feeling like you're in a rut, if you're feeling like you're having a crap day, can I just stick my hand up and say, someone that you probably idolise, I have shit days every day, man. I sometimes find myself looking in the mirror going, what the fuck am I doing? And that's totally normal, man. So if you're having a crap day, pick yourself up, wake up again, and then say you'll try again tomorrow. And do you want to know the beauty? Is if you fuck up and you go to bed again, just say it again and try again. So mm -hmm. just keep trying your best, man. Just keep giving that 100% and you'll probably find yourself in a room like this if you never quit. If you quit, you'll fail. If you never quit, you can't fail. Let's go, bro. And speaking on Leo, bro, last time we did, we did the interview, so at my first ever interview, you accepted me into the house, bro, and you talked about your family. You said at that point, your focus was your family, bro. Yeah. At that time, that was your mom, your brothers, right? Yeah. You said if you're blessed enough to have a kid one day, Hectic. So, less cra less so than crazy than to think about that. It seems like yesterday. And then bro, now I've got a kid and he's about six, seven months old. Less than two years later, bro, well, you've got your own happy family, bro. Well, that's what happens when time flies, hey? Come on. You know? But tell me a little bit about how fatherhood has been. I get that he's changed your life, but is it what you expected, bro? Yeah, it's definitely yeah. what you expected. It, mm -hmm. it, it challenges you as a person. So... Mm -hmm. I'm the kind of person who can openly admit I'm pretty good now at admitting my flaws. I was the kind of person who was a bit, uh, bit what's the word? Someone who's good with English here. What, what, what's, the, what's the word when you, <laughs> stubborn. I was stubborn. stubborn. Okay. I was never wrong. Yeah. I was never wrong. I was always right. It didn't matter what anybody said. You have a baby and you learn the ability to go, you're right, I'm wrong. Mm. And that in business actually is probably one of the most useful tools you can have. The amount of arguments I've had that have gotten me nowhere at all and probably ruined stuff and having a kid has given me so much patience, so much relaxation. And then not only that, something that would bother me, just an example, being on a film clip um, and someone running late would really, really get under my skin. Like it would really affect my day. Mm. Bro, I just FaceTimed my son and I couldn't give a fuck. Mm. You no. know, he, he's just... He's just the best thing in the world, and I just don't think he'll—I don't think he'll really understand how important he is to me till he gets older. Um, get a bit upset about thinking about him, but yeah, Come he's a—he's a really, really good kid. I'm very lucky to have him. And in 10, 15 years' time, Leo, when you're looking back, shout out, bro! <laughs> yeah, shout, shout out, out Leo, you, bro, man. my guy. You're my man, brother. Man, not long ago, a bit after you had a baby, and this is a bit of a more serious topic, and you can tell us if you want to shut it down, right? There's a bit of a robbery at your house. Yeah. There was a bit of a robbery at your house. Um, obviously, thank God, no one was hurt. Yeah, I don't think definitely. you were home. Nothing happened. Yep. Has something like that changed the way you know move these days? Because like- Nah. Nah? Nah. Nah? Uh, I'm, I'm happy to talk about it, because I guess it's never been talked about on record in such no. a more public place. And this is one thing that I want to just speak on now, so for everybody who's watching, they can get a concept of it. Obviously, the long story short of it, um, I was in a holiday in Versace with my wife. Mm -hmm. uh, we posted that I was in Versace. I guess that's kind of what you were saying about the detriment of sharing so much to your fans mm -hmm. is that, you know, that's some of the downside is people can work out what you're doing. Um, pretty a bit of a coward act to kick someone's door in while they're not home, you know what I mean? At six in the morning, you know, pretty brazen to do that at that time of day. A um, Couple of watches got taken. Um, and that, that was pretty much it. They just, okay. they smashed a few things and whatever. And the lesson that I learned from it, and it's a pretty crazy lesson was, I didn't give a fuck to be honest. Like the, the, the initial shock was very shocking. Like they walked to your front door and so I was asleep in bed and then next thing you know, I'm getting a phone call because my neighbors are going, your front door's hanging off the hinges. There's people breaking into your house. Mm. So that, that, that was, I got woken up in Versace like that. The next thing you know, fucking there's a full, it, it was just crazy. But what I learned from it is just one, buy safe. <laughs> That's the first thing I learned. <laughs> if you're going to have a hundred grand of watches, buy a fucking safe. That's yeah. the step number one. And step number two, 
I just learned, and it, it was the best lesson because it, my first instinct um, was get my lick back. My first instinct was I, I, I contacted some people and I went, we're going to get these motherfuckers and get my lick back. Um, then I realized I got a son mm-hmm. and I'm like, and what do I do? Do I go tip for tat with these people over some fucking watches for the rest of my life over some jewelry? Like, I don't even remember what my jewelry looked like anymore. I've got fucking five more watches right there that are better than the ones I bought. Mm. So I feel like, so if you're the person who robbed me, one nil to me, because you've got a bunch of shitty watches you can't sell and I've got four brand new ones right there, so... Shout out to the watchers at the front of the table, by the way. Yeah. Like shiny looking things out but here. But the right? lesson that I learned from that is just not to take life too seriously, man. You know, those things happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I could have reacted and gone down the route of being a dickhead and it would have just detrimentally affected my family because I'm sure the people that did it obviously weren't playing. Mm-hmm. So it, it, it could be something detrimental for my son. If I was a single person, I might have been a bit more reluctant or a bit more hesitant, not hesitant, a bit more engaged to be involved. I just decided to let it go. I let it go. I said to the police I didn't want anything to do with it and um, I just I just, I just, just let it go. Beautiful, bro. And bought four when you knew one instead. <laughs> Come on, as you can see right here. Yeah, yeah. right here, right here. Uh, rest in peace with the Versace Hotel. Please don't steal them, guys. I'm going to put them in a safe. <laughs> <laughs> I asked nicely, didn't I? Surely. I can picture the bloke watching it and he's probably got his... That was me. He's probably wearing... Like, I've got his watch. I've got his watch. Fucking enjoy it, brother. I hope it fits you nice, mate. Enjoy. Uh, chill, providing the community, bro. That's it, bro. Not only are we giving money back, we're even giving watches to people that need it more. It's all yours, brother. I hope it was worth it. Good luck to you. <laughs> so you just mentioned the Versace Hotel. Rest in peace. Doesn't exist mm. anymore. But oh, heartbreaking, yeah, isn't it? Uh, yeah, I, I managed to get a sneaker trip in on February. I did enjoyed you? it. Yeah, I liked it. Do you, I, can I ask a question? Do you find it overrated? I thought. Like, it, do, do you find it run down for for what you expected to be? It, it was less new than I expected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, exactly. yeah. yeah. But I kind of liked it like that. Yeah, know? yeah, yeah. It, it did have that like, wow, I'm in the old Versace building. Yeah, but like. Yeah. Q1 penthouse is pretty much the, the top range of like, you know, somewhere to go. Yeah, I haven't been there, but Versace's, I'll, I'll get there one day. I'll take you there one time. How's that sound? <laughs> yeah. when, when we do the Brisbane, yeah, on this, you, on you. When we do the Brisbane this, that tour, fucking we'll do a take flight special and we'll do Let's we'll, go. We'll bring him up. Hayden did that. He, like, he, he was like, there, yeah, already bought my ticket. <laughs> like, hell, get me, get me out there. Get me out there, bro. got a flight right now. Gotta love him. Gotta oh love it. So speaking of, you actually moved up to Queensland. Yeah. You mentioned before you relocated yeah. there. So how's the change of scenery been for you? Has that kind of reinvigorated you musically? Yeah, and- yeah massively. Just to get out of Sydney. Sydney is very hustle and bustle. Um, you don't really realise how fast it is till you leave. But at the moment, I'm living. I'm not going to give away where I live. That would be the most dumbest thing I've ever said in my life. But um, I'm, I'm near the water, mm. which is a nice, relaxing environment for me. Um, and for me, it was more about just a chance for my son to not be around so many people. Like, I have lived a life where I have friends, but I have a thousand acquaintances and it just becomes a bit tedious when you've got a baby. So I just wanted to get a fresh start and the ones that matter to me make the calls to me and the ones that don't have drifted apart. And like I said, when you talk about sacrifices, that's the ones you make. Mm-hmm. When you have a baby, you go do what's best for your son, your real friends will contact you and the ones that don't, well, then that's just the way the cookie crumbles. So Preach, brother. You just learn as you go, I guess. Mm-hmm. But yeah, no, I'm really enjoying being in Queensland and being able to link with Nerve. Yep. Very, very nice feeling because me and Nerve really have good chemistry. So I see him every, I'd say that's about I see him twice a week. And um, yeah, we're just going backwards and forwards, slapping songs together. So mm. who knows? Could, there could be a nerve and chilling at tape. Who knows, man? We're just, we're just going 100 miles man, a minute. Man, you don't understand how keen I would be for that, bro. Yeah, yeah man. Me, that, me that personally, I, I, I would love to go, if I had it my way, I would love to do five songs that are all back-to-back, multiple genres, hip-hop, drill, just, and, and, and back-to-back though, like four bar, four bar. Well, that, that's where we shine. Like, because we wrote those bars and everything I wrote, he bounced off it, I bounced off it, and just, yeah, I, I was really happy with it. Hey, Nerve, the offer's there. You heard it on, uh, <laughs> you heard it on Take Nerve, Life. N to the E to the RVE. Short, by the way, short-haired Nerve beats long-haired Nerve. Don't debate with me. I like short-haired Nerve. I don't he looks to... so much better. He, he does, looks so man. much better. He's doing the Benjamin Button. He's reverse aging. He's a fucking king. <laughs> He's a king. <laughs> fucking shout-out to Nerve. Mm-hmm. Nerve um, I reckon Nerve should try my haircut. What do you reckon about that? Oh, no, he could. He could, he could. <laughs> oh, I don't know about that. He's actually coming to Sydney next week. Maybe I'll put the clippers on him. Oh, there we yeah. go. Maybe we can get that track done. Maybe we can get Slippin' to record it next thing. You know, hey, hey, let's hey, go. hey, 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 now slipping let's get together let's get nerve together and drop a track within 20 within 24 hours that'd be too quick within a week <laughs> yeah. come on let's get it done management's watching now they might have to clear that but uh, <laughs> yeah, yeah. Add it out there going <laughs> yeah <laughs> not gonna happen mate <laughs> so we mentioned before you have a lot of ventures a lot happening inside of music you got the tape coming up you got the tour 
a lot outside of music too. We've seen you on Insta previewing, uh, you know, a lot of uh, marijuana related products. Yeah. So take us through that because I just came back from LA and that shit over there is booming, booming, booming industry. It is a very, very, very. It's a seven-figure industry at the moment. It, it's a very booming industry. Um, in Australia, in Australia, it's a little bit uh behind to where America is. Um, I grew up on that whole fuck the cops, smoke pot kind of thing. It's a medicine now, and I think that there's a lot of benefits for it. And I want to be an advocate to make sure that that's accessible to as many people as I can. So, but the long-term goal is to be able to, you know, see. See my fans be able to get access to that. Like obviously, you have to go through common sense. I'm not a doctor. I can't give you a script as much as I'd like to give you a call and go, "Here's a script for weed, mate." I ain't your drug dealer. Um, you got to go through the doctors and the clinics and do everything correctly. Um, but I, I would just like to see some more education around it. You know what I mean? And that's kind of what I'm trying to do: just educate people so that they can make informed decisions and make sure they're doing the right thing, just so that they're not lost. Because I, I, me personally, I was lost. I didn't know what to do until someone finally helped me. And now my mental health is probably the best it's been in a long time. And I just think too many people are missing out on that chance. Hundred. That's all it is. What about so, the um? Sorry, bro. I was gonna say. Go. So we, we we saw on uh, Insta you got the weed vodka. Mm. You got the weed pens. Can you give us an exclusive as to like uh, what else is in the the chilling at four twenty range? Yeah. So we got the we got the pens. Um, the chronic the chronic vodka is a very, very, very special little thing. So we just signed that recently. So it's a venture that started in the UK and we're partnering up with them because obviously Chronic, me, goes hand in hand kind it of thing. It doesn't make it. It couldn't make any more <laughs> sense. I, so I just said Chronic and me and I just said self-explanatory. Yeah. That's yeah, what it was. 100%. So that, that's definitely something that we want to do as well. Um, fuck, he's one exclusive. Is he getting exclusive? Yeah, we exclusive. want the exclusives. I'll tell you what, take, I'm going to send an invoice to take fly for these exclusives soon, mate. Whoa, but, whoa, um, whoa, 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 whoa. I'm gonna, what I'll do is I'll give you like a rough hints of what's coming. So obviously everyone loved the Gator Bukes. Mm -hmm. Everyone was a big fan of the Gator Bukes. And I had a little epiphany dream and I was like, I wonder if somebody made a Henny Bong. Mm -hmm. So that could potentially mm -hmm. be coming your direction. All right. Which is, can also be used as a pourer. Of course. With so, Gator Bute? Huh? With Gator Bute? Oh. It might be an original. Uh, it might. It, it might be an original one of one piece that's a uh, very rare collector's item. But uh, oh, I'll, right. I'll, 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 I'll leave it there. However, as well, we are working with Gatorbug as well. I've got so many business ventures coming up. I'm trying to keep up myself. But uh, what's it like venturing into the business sort outside of the music stuff for you, bro? Very hard. Yeah, I won't lie. It's very hard. It mm -hmm. does take away from your rhyming, your rhyming time and effort. Like mm -hmm. I remember when I first started, it was as simple as just write bars and people like added. People like Nick's, my amazing team, would, would would get the things done, and I would just do what I do. Um, as I've gotten older, I like to be more hands on. I like to be involved in everything I do. So it does take away a little bit from my time and effort. But I just like to be in charge of the ship because if the ship sinks, there's only one person to blame. Mm -hmm. So I like to make sure I'm steering that ship, and you know, making sure like even the littlest things, like even like with like pre workout, like we're, uh, I'm just basically applying the business module to everything that I can possibly fucking think of, and just give it to the fans. When you get that pre-workout going, send it this way, brother. Oh, oh send it this oh, way, brother. Oh, what fan, do you mean? It's gonna be, they're going to be named after Strange, bro. You want to have some strawberry OG before the gym? I'll look Let's after go, you. Let's go, bro. I'll Let's go. You, bro. 420 Energy, coming soon to a gym near you. Come on, bro. <laughs> hey, a quick little segment we like to do, bro. You tell us what you got. Co-sign segment, bro, right? You've obviously co-signed a shitload of ass every time. Like I you said, you're have. very involved with the, the scene out here, the growing scene. We talk about Mal, Hooks, A-Girl, here and there. Is there any artists that we might not know too much about that you can like stamp a cosign on right now? From Australia? Like like an, Austra yeah. an Australian yeah. artist? Give me a second because th th there are a few that I have seen that I've been like, he was just on here. That Dibs bloke can spit. Mm. Mm. Shout out Dibs. He actually, so he actually surprised me. He actually, he actually, I was like, wow, okay, these guys can spit. Um, another one who I think doesn't get enough recognition is Mason Dane. Mm -hmm. I think that Mason's got the an international appeal and it, it's kind of like the gift and the curse. Like the T-Pain thing was such a great thing for him. But then it kind of like from there where it's like, it's, it's like hitting the ultimate height mm. and then kind of where. So I would love to see him get the exposure he deserves. I'd love to see him maybe link with him again, something like mm. that. I personally think A-Girl has the best voice in the country. Let's go, Angel. And, I, and it just blows my mind that she's even still here. Like I just don't understand why she's not doing a song with Rihanna. Like I, I really, really, really don't get it to be honest. Um, and she can out-rap half of the rappers in Australia. Yeah, yeah that's what I'm saying. And she can spit. And she can spit. And she got swagger too, you know what I'm saying? Um, I think Lissy's doing a lot of stuff 
for his community, and that's someone I'd like to put on. I'll vouch for him as well. And I think that instead of just naming names, I, I just think that you can all agree. I don't think I've ever seen Australian hip hop in a better position. You know, like Curse is still dropping his 10th album. Hilltop Hoods are still dropping. You've got the new guys coming up. I don't think I've ever seen a more diverse Australian hip-hop mm-hmm. culture. And I think it shows because the numbers are showing. So, like, instead of shouting out one person, just if you're an Aussie rapper, shout out to you, man, for just contributing to the scene. That's Boom. That, that's it. Shout out to Boom. you guys. Boom shakalaka. How was that? Come and also, hey, girl, come on Sky Sessions. Yeah, hey, yes, girl, come <laughs> on through, girl. Come on through. Let's do oh, something. I've got a track with hey, girl. I've got too many tracks. I've got way too many tracks on the vault. Hey, is that not exclusive? Too many exclusives for you, mate. Too many, too many. So it goes without saying, you know, we've spoke about it all this whole podcast. You've had one of the most impactful careers Mm. in hip-hop in this country. Mm. We've talked about it this whole podcast. As someone who's been a longtime fan of Australian hip-hop, as someone who's been rapping in the game since the Hustle Hard days for over 10 years. Big decade. Shout out Malik, by the way, just because he he was the originator of Hustle Hard. I should have given him his nod there. Shout out to Malik. Who do you think are some of the most impactful hip-hop artists that have come from Australia? So, okay, I think that a lot of people hate to admit it. Oh, not hate to admit it, but there's just a chip on the shoulder. Cursor is, the, Cursor is a pioneer. Mm-hmm. And I think a lot of people tend to, because he's, he's been here for so long, some people kind of forget the impact. Like, bro, I'm sitting here right now in the studio with Nebs and, yep, we pop anything, Xanax, Amendoins and cough medicine. You're like, mm. oh, that, I, I was a fan. And I just think that a lot of people kind of downplay the impact that he had, not so much on the mainstream, but for people like me to have a belief that I can do that, mm. to see him and go, I, I relate to him, I can do that. So I think that he's a massive part of it. I think Hilltop Hoods, you, you'd be kidding yourself if you didn't say that they're probably the most internationally pioneered people in the game. But at the same time, I think one of the most slept on ones, and then the prick sitting out there somewhere actually the DJ, so he's probably going to get a little big <laughs> head over this. Horror Show is probably one of my favourite Aussie groups, to be honest. I think that they're... If you don't know who Horror Show is, by the way, please look up the, oh, so I better get this right, the Grey Space. The Grey Space. Yes. Classic. Please listen to No Rides Left and, and, and thank me later. I, I honestly think if you were to ask me what is the greatest Aussie hip-hop song ever made, I would say it's No Rides Left. But it's so, Solo is probably one of my favourite poets, not rapper, but favourite poets in the country. Mm. And I think at it. He's out there somewhere. Did the beat justice? Um, it was the it was the, it was the anthem to my youth. I I used to go to my four a.m. shift in the warehouse, and every day it was that 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 song. Like, I remember there's that bar when he's like, I feel like the winning lottery ticket that went through the wash, and I could yeah. use a big Red Bull in my backyard. Like I could quote that song back to front, man. So if you don't know Horror Show, the Gray Space, do yourself a favor. Turn off Women Weed and Wordplay and go listen <laughs> to the Gray Space. I've got enough streams. Go listen to the Gray Space, all right? Absolutely uh, fucking classic. Great answer. Add it on the uh, nostalgic keys. Very, yeah, no, very hey, nostalgic I, sound. Add it's a very add it is a very add it's actually helped me with some of the production of my album. And I just want to give a shout out to Add it. He's a very, very good very slept on producer. Anybody looking to get some beats or looking to to work, I would recommend hitting him up, man. You, you don't stick around in the game for that long without having a bit of knowledge, so Hit him up, man. He's definitely very talented, man. Oh, we got peace sign sign up. Shout hey, out someone to peace sign. Yeah, that's a plus. Come on. Come on. <laughs> that's, a, that's a pay rise. I'm getting the pay rise. That's it. Getting the bonus. <laughs> We're coming close to an end here, bro. Look, we talked about, Kev talked about your impact. It's been 10 years, over 10 years. We, we discussed earlier how long you've been in the game, bro. Yep. And you've got a lot of time left to go. Yeah. Right? At this point in time, what is your goal for leaving a chill legacy? What, do you, what does a chill legacy look like to you? For, uh, for me, the, the I think like the legacy to an extent has more to go, but it's definitely a part that people, it's not the legacy that someone's going to look at now. Mm-hmm. It's the legacy that in five years time when there's a kid who's rapping because he listened to me who will go, children, it was the reason that I rap. And I feel like that's when the legacy will really come about. For me, I'm looking at the, and some people might laugh at me and go, bro, you're dreaming way too high, but um. I'm looking at the 50s. I'm looking at the Diddies. I'm looking at the I'm looking at the Dre's, bro. Like, I don't want to be in respect to the people that do do this. I don't want to be 43 years old busting a bar. <laughs> I really don't. I want to be investing in my business, and I want rap to be a luxury that I do because I feel like it. And I want to be able to. Um, I'm into the gym, so I'd love to help. Um, especially being a, a medicinal marijuana patient, I would love to give like you know tips to people that want to try. I just think that the sky's the limit. And um, there's money to be made anywhere in 2023. It's just about applying yourself to it, man. That Gary V mentality. Mm. Or David Goggins, who's going to carry the boats and the logs, dog? (laughs) 
No one will get that, but I'll get that. No, I don't get it. Hey, the money's already printed. You just got to go get it. That's right. There it is. Can you print me some more? What was that? Can you print me some more? Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> Thank you, Kev. I appreciate that. Right, you just mentioned 50 cent. Oh, uh, yeah. Chilling at vitamin water. Hey, we could get a, uh, you know. Vitamin water? What about cannabis water? No, nah, I'm joking. Vitamin oh, water oh, would right. be good. <laughs> Don't know if that'd be legal. Yeah, look, uh, yeah, I think nah. you're overstepping the boundaries there, bro. Yeah. You're overstepping the boundaries there. Uh, dreaming too big there. Now, nah, but long story short, I would like to be able to have music as something I love to do mm-hmm. and have a bread and butter of a business. Whether it be, I've even considered opening a burger shop and being the first Aussie burger shop. Have, like, imagine a one-four burger and it was just seven layers of beef. Mm, <laughs> oh my gosh, I, I'd destroy it. I'd eat it. I man. would destroy I, I'd it. Definitely eat it. You know what I mean? Or like having the Ago burger and it's all these nice, fluffy. Like, I just think that like an Aussie hip hop shop would really pop. Mm. I'm waiting for someone to steal that idea now and just yeah, fucking run well, with it. Yeah, I've we just, just put a big long beep the, hey, over hey, that hey, <laughs> Next thing you know, take flight launches, the pop-up burger shop <laughs> yeah. starring hey girl and everyone else. Let's fucking, go, bro. Nice. Thanks for having us through, man. I do appreciate that. Yeah. It's always good to be good to be back here again. Oh, good, my brother. Thank you for coming through. Lastly, what else is on the cards, bro? We got the mixtape coming. You got tour coming. Mixtape. I got the mixtape coming. I got the tour coming. Um. We're going to launch, like I said, I, I'm working on some pre-workout to get involved in the gym. So we're Beautiful. looking at launching that around January next year. Um, we've got the bongs, uh, that we're, the Henny bongs that we're looking at launching as well. Um, and basically, like, I'm like, I'm just constantly looking at business, man. Like, I'm, believe it or not, I've read, you're going to laugh at me. I read that book, um, Stock for Dummies, like mm-hmm. the stock market for dummies and things like that. I just want to learn how to make money off money. The Warren Buffett's, the people that go, bro, you, you, you want to make money, make money off your money. So I've had my fun. I've done my music. I plan on making plenty more of it, but it's time to, uh, Level it up, you know what I mean? Go to that level that's uh, shoot and tie level, you know what I mean? Let's go. Catch chilling it on Wall Street. Come there you on. Go. 2024. Yeah, the chill of Wall Street yeah, coming soon. <laughs> yeah. Maybe dude, give me 2025. Give me an extra year, Kev. Give me a break, man. I'm not that quick. <laughs> All right, bro. Thank you for coming through. Second time via Take Flight. Oh, I appreciate you, everything you've done for Always us, bro. I appreciate you, bro. having you here. Yes. It's Take Flight. It's chilling. It's 24 karat, Kev. We out, bro.